Hello, this is State Representative Greg Van Workum and Melissa McKinley here for another fantastic episode of Big Knockers Tales from the Port. Man, this is the best part of my day is hearing your intro and what it's going to be. Uh, your musicality is amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was help, a little help from our producer today. He kind of started us out, and I just kind of kept with the flow on well, that one. Well, we do have great producers here at Big Knockers. That is correct. We have the help of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters, and we are I guess we're not live. We are recording in their studio today. Yeah, recording. We could be live. I mean, we're that cool and funny. Yeah, yeah. No edits. No, this no. this podcast, we don't know how to edit, <laughs> and apparently we don't know how to fade the music hey, when, I when mean, we I, do the I'm intro only either yet. right? Like, come on. <laughs> That, that is not on our producers. That our shtick is, is not to be polished. It right. is to be oh, raw and it. right in the you know middle of all this craziness. That's that we, how I do my hairstyle too. Not polished. It's just I kind was going to say raw, there. And and there. raw. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Exactly. Just all over the place. And like this podcast. <laughs> well, that's what makes us fun. I don't know. I think we're fun. I know when I listen to it, I have a big grin on my face. I don't know if any of our other listeners. Well, it's good we are funny to our each other. Right. We're just. We're just entertaining ourselves. (laughs) This is a lot of of effort to just entertain ourselves. I know, but, you know, I pretty much just thought we might be entertaining ourselves. But so far, we've hit over 100 listeners. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting, right? Like, cumulatively of all the episodes, or is that one episode that hit 100? One episode that hit 100. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I think think we predicted in our first episode it'd be a million. So we're well on our way. We are close. We're very close. We're close. We're a tenth of the way there. Is that a tenth? You did that math math, very quick. Is is that really a tenth? No. (laughs) Actually, that's why I am a lobbyist and not an accountant. Don't do the appropriations. No, no, Don't do the appropriations Not a math person. Not a math person. Well, we are excited today for yet another fantastic, lovely guest. Um, I am really excited about um, our guest today because this is a woman who is literally a jack of all trades. Um, somebody who has um, been a best-selling children's author, a international consultant with Bono and his work. Um, she has been somebody who has raised award-winning animals, um, has two amazing daughters, and that's just her side stuff. Um, in her day-to-day job, she fights for justice um, in our criminal justice system. She has helped and worked on policies that have impacted people across our state, and I am really honored uh, to have Diana Rademacher with us today. That is the nicest way anyone has said that I tr- struggle to focus. That is not ADHD. (laughs) That's just amazing talent across the board. That's Renaissance woman stuff right there. That's exactly right. I mean, every time I talk to her, she comes up with some other things she's done in her past. And I'm mind blown because I just can't even think like, I I don't even know how to do half of the stuff she even. So so are we doing door knocking stories today? Are we going to do Bono stories? Well, I mean, Bono is very cool (laughs) and those stories are awesome, but she is also an amazing door knocker Uh and somebody who's door knocked for a lot of people across the state. And, oh, well, we have our special other guest buddy in the um, room today too. So if you hear the occasional 
um, you know, dog barkies, um, actually that, barking at the door knockers right. across the street. Yeah, that so. was not me. I did not wolf. That was sometimes you like to wolf. <laughs> just so I don't know what that means or how to take that. I was well, going to say it wouldn't be surprising to anyone who knows I, you. I mean, ever since he's been bit by a dog, it's kind of like Spider Man, you know. So he has that wolf that comes oh, out. There yeah, you for, go. first there episode, you go. he told us his door knocking story, being bit by a dog. Is that what rabies does to you? Yes. <laughs> Makes you woof every once in a while. <laughs> the episode throwback. You are becoming a professional. I mean, very quickly. She mentions that story every episode. It's just so um, crazy that he's still with us today after having had half his leg taken off by a dog. <laughs> it just gets the story just gets bigger and bigger. Isn't I don't that think. What happens? No, that's why we record it. So oh, we put it there. So. Okay, well, you're no fun. <laughs> I just get a lot of people glory. telling me that. Yes. Just take the glory. Like, what kind of elected official are you if you're not going to take fake wow, glory? Fake I, glory. <laughs> I, am just, I am just getting piled on today. That's <laughs> what happens when be, you have the ladies in the room. The host. Yeah, I know. She I'm just didn't warn you who was Big old punching bag. Just a big old punching <laughs> bag. <laughs> well, Diana, I think we want to get into one of your stories. I know that um, there are many and some crazy ones. So uh, let's start. I, you're right. There are many, especially when you get to, to knock as so many of us do for many candidates all across the state, you get to go to all different sorts of communities, all different issues you hear from, um, everybody from every walk of life, which I think is the best part of door knocking. Right. Sure. Um, but I think my most interesting story and maybe one of my most successful door knockings, because I'm actually not that great at it, <laughs> um, came on the West side of the state. It was a really tough race. I was knocking doors for a congressman who had taken some tough votes and he had a primary challenger and it was a rough day. Um, I got multiple doors slammed in my face. Oh, that's the worst. You know, when you want to just keep going and, and yeah, get a door slammed in your face and you're like, I think it's time to go home. You ditch the lit and you go, oh, I can't take another one of those. But you persevered. I did. I did. But here's my thing. When I'm having a rough day on the doors, I think one of the easiest things to do is just take a break, right? Yeah. And so I drove over to a nice neighborhood where the houses were far apart. And every, anyone who door knocks knows these are not the ideal neighborhoods. But I picked the book on purpose um, because I knew I needed just a little bit of a break in my car to sit and read emails. <laughs> and it was a beautiful fall day. So I went and I was sitting in my car out in front of a house that was not on the list, by the way. And I had been there for a few minutes, uh, just looking down at my phone, reading emails. This, by the way, is a danger sign. You should never sit in your car while you're door knocking with your doors unlocked. But I was that day. Well, well why? I mean, why do we say that? Because, you know, you were sound like, I'm sure right we here. are, but, you know, we're going to ask a few questions, Greg. Our listeners want to know more details. He always likes to jump right into it. Like, just, you know, get done with the story. And, you know, he's just so excited for the next one that he doesn't. Our listeners really like the detail. They do. I, I, that's the feedback you've received. This, yes. You've done the focus group and it's out the detail the they're looking. Out of the hundred listeners, we've got a hundred positive responses. They love the detail. You, you don't get to a hundred without a little foreplay. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> It's got 100% wrecked on that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the hundo. <laughs> so, you know, you were saying you were in a nice neighborhood. I mean, so there's some places that we've all door knocked where we were like, oh, man, I don't either feel comfortable doing this by myself or, 
you know, maybe I should keep my doors locked or maybe I should park down the road, but this was a nice place. So tell us a little bit more why you felt a little bit nervous. Yeah. So, you know, there are certainly those sketchy places where you just feel like you're in danger, but it turns out that having your doors unlocked, even in an area where maybe you don't feel unsafe is not the wisest thing because I was sitting there reading my emails and suddenly someone got into my back seat. Wait, wait, wait. Somebody just opened the door and entered your car? Just opened the door with me sitting in there. I think it was even cold that day. So it was on, like I wasn't even, it was very clear that I was in the car. And the back door opens and somebody just gets in. And I just sort of slowly turned and looked behind me. Uh, a bit of a panic attack at that a moment? Little bit, I, like, a little bit. You never know. I was just telling somebody. That's like one of my big fears is seeing somebody all of a sudden in your back. They at least open the door. But, you know, you see all those horror movies of people s- popping out in the back of the seat. So. That is a total horror movie yeah. like yeah. scene where you turn and look and there's somebody sitting in the back with a knife ready to... The yeah. rear view mirror. It's the same right. as like the, sh- the shower curtain at home. Like, yes. There's right. somebody behind there. Right. Totally. Yes, totally. So I turn around. Luckily, it's just a woman who looks very much non-threatening. And she's also looking at her phone. And I think I probably stared at her for a few seconds before she looked up at me. And I was like, can I help you? And she said, oh, yeah, the airport, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you become the Uber driver. <laughs> yes, yes. Apparently, she had ordered an Uber. Um, it was a vehicle that was... Similar to mine, a small white SUV that she was waiting for. She saw me pull up and got into my backseat. And she's probably looking at you going, oh, this is great. I mean, there are so many Uber drivers that you look at and you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure if I should get in on that car as a single, you know, female. And then she's looking at you going, oh, this beautiful lady, I can get in her car. No problem. Yeah, And then you had to politely say. No, she drove her to the airport. Like a good... (laughs) staff member would do i mean it's a constituent you go you go drive the person that to the is airport some serious service for uh, that congressman right there for sure you yeah. just got a vote yeah you know that i absolutely did not do that oh. <laughs> you've met me um no so yeah i'm sure she felt very safe for a moment and then i had to tell her that i was there door knocking for a congressman during a tough primary race and i'm sure she was not so happy to hear from somebody political but she took it really well um and we ended up having a great conversation which did you end up getting the vote? I did get the vote, which I think is why this makes my most successful door knocking. Because like I said, this house was not on the list. And for anybody who's door knocked, you know uh, that you try to stick to the list because the house is not on the list, especially in a primary, are probably not friendly. And when the elected official is not popular, it's even worse. Um, and so I was really surprised, but we had a great conversation. And she did, in fact, say she was going to vote for the candidate I was knocking for that day. A successful, a little horror at the start, but then turned out to be a a positive, a positive story. It is amazing. And it's part of why we do this podcast is, you know, everyone has a story. We've talked about this a lot. Everyone has had a door knocking story. If you do actually knock doors as much as we all have, you generally come across some crazy story. So this is continues to be that audio diary so that we can all go back and remember that story that crazy event that happened. And it is hilarious because we have not encountered an Uber story yet. This is a different one entirely. Lots of people have had dog bites or, you know, the naked people or the guns, but Uber, this is a new one. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. I got swirling in my head how I can now turn this into like a gig economy thing where I can both do Uber driving and door knocking at the same time. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys should take this on the road and do like like carpool karaoke, but door knocking during the election season and just go find <clears throat> knock doors until you find somebody who will get in the car with you. Um, it totally against any safety protocols whatsoever, <laughs> uh, but record it on the way. Well, you know what? I, um, love the, um, what well, we could call it door knocking. I don't know. Door knocking. I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. You're like well, looking at me like I well, come know on. You're what, way more, what you're You're thinking. way more ingenious than I am. Oh, we already established. I'm not good at coming up with the names for things. Wow. I think we've established that a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, a carpool karaoke that is focused on door knocking stories seems like an amazing next step for us. Truly. Knock, knock, knocking on someone's door. I, and there we go. I like that one too. You could just go with carpool campaigning. Carpool campaigning. See, this is, this, this it's is. not Greg and I. We, our forte is not um, naming our podcast or uh, new ventures, but we're really thankful for the women in our life who have come up with all of the great names of our podcast and our next carpool campaigning. I love and it. And coming up with more work for me to do. Eh, you know, it's all fun though, right? <laughs> That's my favorite part of this job. <laughs> I, actually, Diana has been really good at that in um, her work is she's got so many amazing ideas. She just gets, you know, legislator after legislator to take those ideas and run with it. So that's been one of your um, very special, um, unique gifts, I would say for sure. Other than door knocking. I like to think that's one of my gifts. It it is a gift. Yeah. It really is. I like to get to know the legislature, which I think a lot of lobbyists would say no. I know you love them for sure. Um, I sure do. I I genuinely. Especially Greg. Especially Greg. We're interesting people. That's for sure. Exactly. And I genuinely enjoy the relationships. And then once you get to know them, you can come up with ideas that they actually like themselves. It's part of why we do door knocking, because we do like the people and we want to help bring them back. So as individuals who aren't required to door knock because we're not paid by a campaign to do so, you know, we go and help our friends and try and get them back. You get paid for that? I said I don't get paid for that. No, people get paid to knock doors. Well, yeah, you hire campaign staff. I feel like that kid right? on uh, We Are the Millers, that meme. <laughs> You're getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a great movie, by the way. Well, hey, guess what time it is? Oh, Diana, you are in for a treat. It is time for a break from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Kelly Cawthorn, the leading Midwest lobbying firm, not only in Lansing, Michigan, but also in Columbus, Ohio. Please, if you need services for direct lobbying, efficacy, (laughs) Craig's laughing at me. Um, This is, you're killing my sponsor ad here. Yes. Can I do it? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to riff. I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare a speech. That's okay. This, Our sponsor ads are either, always the either best. Either did she? Are always the best part of the <laughs> the big knockers. But Greg generally doesn't interrupt me. That one. That one was just a little much. So let's Kelly try Con- again. Okay. Okay. If you need direct lobbying services, association services, or any support really passing laws, regulation, and bureaucracy that I would fully and wholly uh, oppose then you should call Kelly Cawthorn because they really are the best in the business. Thanks. That was really good. Your sponsor thanks you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, as we said, we're not really polished and neither are my um, very important sponsorship 
uh, commercials. I love them. But I, I, they do add a little element of fun. I think you're underestimating how valuable that was. I have a lot of enemies who would like you to beat me. Oh, just, well, to, just to stick it to me. I'm sure they'll be calling later yeah, today. Well, you know, I think I, I do too. So that's why we're always in good company here, Diane, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> so, all right. Well, what's, what's another uh, maybe interesting door knocking story or experience that you've had? You know, I think we talked about how you get to see all different types of people in all different lights and also little safety protocols. So I don't have a lot of funny stories, really. I know it's hard to believe because I am a hilarious person and a delight to be around. So it's it's, Truly. it's amazing that I'm not getting invited into houses, frankly. Um, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. And so a lot of the stories I do have come more from group experiences where you guys have done it. You've knocked doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah. Multiple sure. people in a car. That's where the carpool part's going to that, come in. That's where it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I had a really interesting experience in a more rural area. Um, I'm not silly enough to think that there are, is not still progress to be made. I mean, I think one of your previous episodes addressed this with women, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know, where it's not always seen as, you know, Hey, women maybe shouldn't be running for office or, you know, others have different opinions for uh, a lot of different people. So yeah, I imagine what you come across is, um, not always what we would hope it to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's, it's doubled for somebody who maybe isn't from here, isn't from not just Michigan, but America in general. And it's, that's the beautiful thing about our political system is everybody can engage with it. And so I was out door knocking in a rural mid-Michigan area with um, a guy who is from South America, had come here for college. He had graduated and he was really enthusiastic about Michigan and uh, in, in America's politics because where he came from um, was much more restrictive on freedoms. And so he's passionate about maintaining those for people here. Um, is a citizen, is married, a, a great guy in general, but some people just don't necessarily look at all of those things and they just look at, you know, the person in front of them and what they can see and they don't give them a chance. Which is really too bad, especially when you have somebody like that who's probably more passionate than any one of us could be because he's come from some place where um, that freedom is taken for granted. And so coming and being willing to knock doors for somebody to protect that, that's really an amazing, amazing volunteer that you found. So you would hope that they would um, be treated, you know, appropriately by everyone. But I know that's not always the case. And I think one of the things that we found in talking to different people on this podcast too, is just, you know, people aren't always aware of what they're going to come across when they go door knocking. You know, I think we just assume it's going to be a safe, fun thing to do. Right. And sometimes we don't prepare those volunteers well enough either, uh, let alone somebody that may come from a different culture that, you know, what is door knocking, right? What, right. what, what is the expectation? What, what should I anticipate here? And, uh, let alone maybe a language barrier of some kind or perceived language barrier. Um, and like I said, not a lot of people are knocking doors right now. So you have somebody coming to your door and you don't know what to expect. So, um, yeah, I, It'd be interesting to know uh, someone like that of didn't come from that type of politics, that type of retail politics of, of how they see it and what they think of American politics and why we do this. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that preparation is so important, but you can't even anticipate everything that you're going to come across at the door. I couldn't have anticipated. Nobody's ever going to tell you like, don't sit with your doors unlocked because you might be mistaken for an Uber driver. It's a very specific scenario. And so we had had a couple of interesting interactions throughout the day. We were in a community, like I said, that's kind of known in Michigan to be um, maybe a little bit behind the times considered to other communities. Uh, many people would say. And so there were a couple of interesting interactions that he had, um, but they were pretty obvious to anybody, even if you weren't from here. And then at one point, we all get back into the the car after one uh, neighborhood that we were in, and he starts to tell a story. And there are multiple red flags throughout the story about how this man at the door was treating him, but he keeps going back and forth. He's like, he was a little bit aggressive first, um, but then we started to talk about this and it was okay. Um, but then he starts to get towards the end of the story and he said, but then he, he got, he seemed like he was getting really mad at me and he said, all right, you should get going boy. And of course, everyone else in the car, like our hearts just dropped. And because the the guy who had had the experience, um, he still wasn't really registering what had happened. And he was telling the story in like a rather upbeat way. And so, you know, then we had to explain that boy actually has a very long history um, of racism, and it's a, one of those words of the dog whistle that you would never, you would right. never know, like the translation. And, and he's very fluent in English, but you just don't know when people are using things as slang, unfortunately, in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, again, that's one of those um, experiences in this process that um, we hope don't happen very often, but we know that they do. And so, you know, again, it's part of our job is, you know, telling these stories. So hopefully they don't happen or people are better trained to understand what um, they should look out for in terms of getting the heck out of someplace, if it makes sense or, you know, how to engage. So we're. Yeah. Big knockers. Isn't just about fun. We uh, talk about the, the background of door knocking and some of the real things that we see and experience out there and gives a lot of folks listening some perspective of what, what goes on. Yeah, so maybe when people come to knock to their knock at your door or at their door, they'll be a little bit kinder because they know it's not always easy work to do either. Yeah, you don't know what the door happened. Uh, the door just before yours, you don't know what happened with that door knocker. No. And and here's the thing: I think one of your previous episodes where you addressed women, uh, there was also like a really uplifting story right after that. I don't have a really uplifting story right after this one, so we're going to end on a down note. But I, I <laughs> no downers here. No but, downers here. This is all educational. Melissa will bring the pick me up. Oh, that's what yes. that's that's that's, that's right. her co-hosting ability is bringing it on a, a positive note. But I mean, that young man has continued to engage in politics here. He's still super enthusiastic. He is continuing to build an amazing community around himself. And it's not at the doors, but I have heard many great stories about how he's being embraced. So I. For every one that's bad, there are 10 stories that are good. In this case, it's just not happening at the doors for him. Well, I think um, he's still doing it, so it couldn't have been that bad. And I think that's um, that's the best thing that you know we have is dedicated, willing volunteers that want to keep helping out people like Greg Van Workham and others across the state. Door knocking is a lot of character building on door knocking. Sure is. Well, Diana, this has been an amazing episode and thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you coming on this awesome podcast about empowerment, I would say, and uplifting ideas and fun, all 
all at the same time. That's why you took away from this one. Yes, I did. I'm hoping our listeners as well have taken away the positive aspect that you just shared with us. I do too. Why not? (laughs) And guess what? Our next episode is going to be released every Wednesday by 8 a.m. So if you're driving into work, you can turn on Big Knockers and listen for the next Tale from the Porch. Uh, You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and there's probably a couple other places that we are going to make sure that you have access to this amazing, amazing podcast. When you asked me, guess what? I didn't. I would not have guessed that was what you were going to say right there. Oh, I, well. I, maybe 0.5 chance that oh. I would have guessed that was what you were going to say. Okay. Well, you know, also, um, just so you know, we want to say a huge thank you as we leave the podcast today to our producers from the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and for our great graphic artist, Larry Crittenden, who's designed our uh, beautiful artwork. Thank you. Thank you to our team that makes Big Knockers such a success. And with that, we'll hear you next episode, listen to your next episode, be with your next episode. Wednesday. Wednesday.